Hey guys, welcome back, and uh, tonight we're going to be doing uh, Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I know this uh, movie has a weird legacy, so and I haven't seen this in like a long time, since at least 2011 or 12. So, let's see. And this was the second voted, most voted movie, so let's see why. Very understated credits. Kate Blanchett, she was in this movie? Yeah, she was with the weird haircut, I forgot. Lots of uh, Steven Spielbergian shots. Got these happy kids, happy teens. Man, they're having the time of their lives. He's like, no, no fun for you. I'm sure all the people cast in this movie were probably super stoked to be in an Indiana Jones movie, you know? It is a little cheesy, I'm not going to lie. This op opening sequence so far is just... It's a little... little funky. But well shot. I'm not, I'm not saying that the technical stuff isn't great. Kathleen Kennedy and George Lucas, two names that became controversial years later. You know, I mean, C Kathleen Kennedy, she oversaw the new Star Wars movies. And, uh, you know, it's up to you to decide if she did a great job overseeing them or not. But, you know, much respect. I mean, she was in these or involved in this movie, which also was very maligned as well. But a lot of people like Indiana Jones and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I don't remember where I stood on it, so I'm not going to let it affect my opinion now. Area 51. Ooh. Don't remember this. It's pretty slick, though, the tie in the shoe. What a way to go. Gotta have the American flag. I mean, the movie came out, I think, in like June or July of 2008, so it's a very good time to have that type of shot.
hope we get we get a hat. And then you know they gotta milk the shot before we get our hero introduction. I mean, come on, look at this shot. This is a typical trailer shot. I love it. You know, you gotta have the iconic silhouette. I mean, and they haven't even shown Harrison yet, right? But you know it's coming. And there we go. And if you think about it, that whole shot was one take of just going down into the silhouette and to his reveal. You know, that's masterful directing. At least they kept the dialogue accurate to like the 80s. Perfect. It's a good line too. It's all very like technical. Uh, Steven Spielberg shots are very technical. Like when you watch them, there's a, a, a reason for why he, he moves the camera the way he does. Got Kate Blanchett with her odd haircut, but it's perfect for the character. Will be used. And she's so odd, like the way she moves and stuff. It's it's very inspired choices she's doing. Oh, that's right. I remember she's like a psychic, or at least she claims to be a psychic, and we don't know if it's accurate or not, you know? Gotta have those Lucasfilm sound effects in there. Can you imagine having to memorize that line?
And you know, it's funny, Harrison still has that, you know, character nailed down. You know, when you watch it, it's, it's like he hasn't missed a beat, really. But that's because I think he's infused a lot of his own personality into the character. Oh yeah, I remember this part. This was pretty cool. Cool. It's like MacGyver over here. It's always fun. The fun thing about the Indiana Jones movies is there was always these things you had to break apart to un reveal things like it's very uh you know kitty in that sense of where it's got that imagination part of it you know the explorer aspect of it i think a lot of people like that about that character here we go And, you know, I remember watching this and going like, okay, so they're going after a skull, I guess. There's nothing that special about about it. And, you know, we all know what that ends up leading to. That's a really cool shot. That's such a cool reveal, too. It's just like other things on top of another thing. 
just to see what it is. That would be really cool if that something like that existed. And you know, I think everybody in the theater at the time was like, "Where is this? Where is this going?" You know, <laughs> you know, they're like cutting open this like cocoon, this insulated thing, and we're like, "It's not what we think it is, or is it?" And yep, it looks like a alien hand. Gross. Still knows how to use the whip. Capitalism never pays, man. And this is when things kick into high gear, you know. Really want to see if Spielberg's really got the action on point or not. And, you know, he doesn't fail with the sh this shot coming up right there. It's fun. But Deanna just doesn't have have the moves like he used to. Which is, is a great thing to do, especially when there's so much time that's passed between... The last movie in this movie, because, you know, he has gotten older, so he's not going to get everything perfect. You know, and so that makes it fun for the audience. Because, you know, Indiana Jones has always been kind of like the a character that could easily, you know, be killed. And that's what makes him fun to watch, is that he's always in peril and stuff. And this just ups the ante of the peril that he's in. <laughs> it's a great line. You don't know him. That would be kind of fun. Or it, th this makes it look kind of fun, but I guess it would be terrifying in real life. Getting shot at and you're like leaping across pillars and stuff. It's funny how when you watch a movie you haven't seen in a long time, things just come back to you. Like I know there's a rocket at some point in this in this scene. Yep. Countdown.
It's a really cool rocket. Taking some blows. Yeesh. What a way to go. I don't know what his friend was thinking betraying him like that. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. Like, how did he think this was going to end? With him dead? No. <laughs> I mean, come on. Great shot for the family. You know, if you see this movie with the family, you know, the kids will crack up seeing the, the gophers. And also there's like a classic Hollywood thing about the character too and that it's like a lot of physical comedy, the way he moves and, you know, him falling off of things, losing his balance. And then I think this sequence coming up is what turned a lot of the fans against this movie. I think this is when they decided, I'm not really, I'm not a fan of this movie. Like, I don't like what they did with the movie. I thought it was a little much, and you'll, you'll see, but, you know, it didn't make me hate the movie. I just thought it was a little bit extreme. And it's a fun sequence. You know, you think he stumbled into this idle neighborhood. Nice grass, small houses. First thing that's weird, there's no water. And slowly realizing how wrong this situation is. That'd be kind of creepy. More physical comedy. Okay, so you got two options. A, just stay there, you know, and wait for the <laughs> the nuclear bomb to happen. Or you can put yourself in a refrigerator because it's lined with lead. But, you know, he didn't really have that many options, you know, so, I mean... <laughs> what else is he gonna do in this 
And it is a bit extreme for Indiana Jones movie to do this, but it was cool. And I think it ended up being one of the coolest shots of the franchise. Yeesh. Okay, so that doesn't look survivable right there. I can understand why some fans felt the way they did with with this sequence. And then this right here. It's very cartoony with the refrigerator flying. And people are like, well, how did he not get damaged? Why doesn't he come out bloodied up and, you know, like with a concussion or something? You know, and it's because he's an action hero. Those rules don't apply to him in a movie like this. He just comes out kind of dizzy, you know. And then you got a cute gopher going back in his hole. Yeah, it's an epic shot right there. What a story to tell your grandkids. I'm sure Indiana Jones will have a lot of cool stories. He probably would be a really cool dad. But then, maybe not. <laughs> Since this movie will kind of uh, delve into that. Gotta get the radiation scrubbed off. This must be very unpleasant. Jeez. Look at this dialogue. Look at this seamless dialogue that he's just spewing out like he knows what he, he, it means. None of that dialogue makes any... Well, it makes sense, but if you were to say it back, like, it's hard to make that line believable. You know, it's not an easy job to be an actor. And that's a cool backstory for the bad guy. You know, they just are kind of like an inverse of Indiana himself, you know? Like, she just is ex interested in the paranormal of it all.
<laughs> and it's funny because every time they do a sequel that has like where they waited like over two decades to make, you know, they, the, there's always this sub this subplot of is this character like still relevant? Like they just have to write that in, like any movie. You know, are they still, you know, the guy that, you know, we've heard stories about? Maybe not. I'm sure that's a fun class. I wonder how many people went into archaeology after watching an Indiana Jones movie and, like, expecting to go on adventures and stuff like that. (laughs) I can't take that other actor seriously because I just think of him as uh, Nick Frost's father in... uh, Hot fuzz. You know, I forgot this movie still takes place in, like, the 80s. Even though a lot of time has passed since the last Indiana Jones movie. Like, it's still a period piece. Which is was is kind of disorienting at first. Had to write Sean Connery out because, you know, super old and retired. Probably didn't want to come back to perform. But, you know, they had to give him a little nod. We got these guys who are the least suspicious spies ever. And then we got the infamous Shia LaBeouf showing up. And as you guys know, you know, he blew up. This is like during his blow up time, you know, like Transformers had come out the year before and that made him a megastar. And then this came out right after and it was looking like he was going to be the next 
big thing. He had all the ingredients to be the next big thing. But, you know, as we know, he didn't really want that. And so it's uh, interesting to watch this now. And, you know, you can still tell he's a good actor here. You know, he's got all the, like, Hollywoodisms of, like, a good actor. But I think all of this stuff bores Shia LaBeouf. LaBeouf, however you say his last name. But it's great. He does great things when you watch. The way he moves. The stuff that he does with objects. Typical actor one-on-one. And that's great details, too, about him and what he does. You know, he easily takes things. You know, nobody notices. That's the way he's gotten around for most of his life. It tells you a lot about his character very quickly. El Dorado. That type of mythology is really cool. You know, lost cities of ancient times that have crazy mechanics and and stuff is all interesting. I like how like much of a, a vet Indiana Jones is, is that he's not easily riled up when people get riled up. He still keeps his cool, calm demeanor. And the audience chuckles when he says that because it's like, oh boy, you have no idea who this guy is.
Shia Booth in real life. Great. Perfect distraction. Obviously did some digital face replacement on the stuntman's face who was riding that motorcycle with it's kind of funny. More great physical comedy and peril. And you know, the blocking isn't really like, you know, modern way a modern way you would block like this type of chase scene you know so he kept it in the visual style of like the other indiana jones movies so you know in that it flows probably pretty well if you watched all the other indiana jones movies back to back
Got the Wilhelm scream in there. You know, I, I kind of miss fun movies like this. You know, there's summertime, summer, summertime movies, and this is like the function of summertime movies is that you gotta, you know, you're not supposed to really think that hard about all this stuff. You're just supposed to have a good time, and that's what the movie is trying to do: just have a good time. Also, a great line. Want to be a good archaeologist? You got to get out of the library. And he's always quaffing his hair, you know, because it's got to be in pristine shape. I understand that. I do that all the time, my fro. Got to make sure it's looking slick. That's a cool, cool, like, cryptic message. Really makes you want to get into that stuff. Now we got the cool transition to show how far they're traveling. It's always fun. Boy, what a flight, though. Looks fun. I wonder if he did some research on like greasers and if that was a game that they used to play with their switchblades. Seems like a very shy thing to do.
And you know, it's funny that line where he said he got kidnapped by Pancho Villa when he was Mutt's age is a callback to the TV show, The Adventures of Young Indiana Jones, and that was actually an episode where he got abducted by Pancho Villa. Fun stuff. And also just having Indiana Jones is funny, just seeing him tell Mutt, you know, just do what you love. Like, if you don't want to go to school, I mean, that makes sense. You know, if if your heart's not in it, don't do it. It's very Indiana thing to say. Great set design, too. There you go. It goes overacting. Well, not overacting, but he's acting. It's just he's not in the, not in the right movie for that severe type of acting. I don't know. He does a good job, but I feel like that was a little bit not a, uh, not necessary. Even that looks fun. Sweeping. Or seeing things in movies. Seeing people do tasks in movies makes it look fun for some reason.
Oh, I forgot about those guys. It's such a cool, you know, little little threat for the movie. You know, because they were shooting their little darts and jumping into different holes. Weird screams. Creepy. But they definitely know how to defend themselves with their own self-defense martial arts. How freaky would that be, though, like, in real life? Wouldn't you be so spooked and just, like, run? I would... Ah, oh, so that was cool, but really, it's got to be painful. <laughs> Trailer moment. Boom, that's all you need to sell the movie right there. It's great. You can tell they had fun writing sequences like that. A little rattled. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of spiders myself. Core reveal. <laughs> you know, Indiana Jones is pretty disrespectful to corpses. You know, he just finds some bones that are resting peacefully and then he just drags them, throws them on the ground. But hey, that's exploring for you. That'd be cool. Ew, scorpion. Ew. Oh, that's like nightmare fuel right there. A bunch of scorpions crawling on you. It's probably scarier than a bunch of spiders. <laughs> it's true small scorpions and small snakes definitely can pack a venomous deadly bite or sting if it's a scorpion because <clears throat> they don't know how to manage their venom yet which is funny
<laughs> God said it's not like that. That's a great line. Depends on who your God is. You know, if these people are like worshiping some alien deity or whatever, they think it's God. It's pretty interesting. Cool. a good one shot right there of just showing the tracks and then them not cutting to anything just panned up or tilted up to those two characters so it got all of the things you needed in one shot it, it, it really is interesting to see how much time Spielberg tries to save with just one shot I thought this scene was pretty cool with the knife opening up. You know, that would be kind of fun. Like a cocoon. It's probably gooey. Well preserved. Nope. Oh, yeah, well preserved. Oh, this was pretty cool. How he just dissolves or disintegrates. Yeah. <laughs> I like that he still has his values of little trinkets that he, he might want to take, but he won't because he has, you know, a standard. Conquistador. mask
I like gold. You killed it, man. Oh, that's really cool. Oh, yeah, okay, here we go. Now we're getting into the, the, I don't know, juicy stuff of the movie, of what people, you know, are like, is this really Indiana Jones movie? Here we go. About to get the reveal. Here we go, the crystal skull itself. That's really cool. I wonder if they have like a replica like online. I would order that. I like the little center. has like light in it. It's a cool prop. Shame. Came all that way and went through all that. And that's great. Still shows that they can have a good time too, even though they're the bad guys, you know. Because to them, they're not, not bad guys. They're just working.
And then this is the temptation scene of him trying to get Indiana Jones on his side. That'd be pretty scary. Psychic warfare. <laughs> like the whole movie is like just teasing the audience. Like, they don't want to say alien. Alien looks pretty angsty. <laughs> wonder how that alien met his tragic end. We got John Hurt. I think that's his name. William Hurt, maybe. He's a great actor. Oh yeah, this is where they try to stimulate his brain with the crystal.
And that's a great foreshadowing of him saying, you might get what you wish for, because, you know, how she meets her end. Staring contest. That's how I feel if I watch, like, more than one episode of a TLC show. 90 Day Fiance. That's what, I, that's what most people look like. I feel like after, if they watch more than one episode. I mean, look at his face. Just all. <laughs> yeah, and then that's pretty. A pretty cool design. That's great lighting, too, on the eyes. It's very classic 80s movie lighting. He's trying to resist. Hmm. And we got the big introduction. And then the big revelation. They always had good verbal spars. 
<laughs> so petty in a time like this. Yeah, not such a psychic, are you? It's a good moment to kind of show he's got his own his own uh, inclinations. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh, here's one of the most memorable moments. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great callback knowing he's afraid of snakes. <laughs> he's just completely repulsed. But it is the best thing to pull. <laughs> yeah, it's great. What's currently going on in the Amazon rainforest right now? It's a shame. <laughs> hmm. <laughs>
It's a great segue into an action scene. They weren't you. Yeah, come on. It's best in, it's just a cool Indiana Jones line. You know, you just know it's coming. And she's already getting one over in that short time span. That's so cool. It's funny, as the movie keeps going, it just gets more and more crazy, fight, fight scene-wise. <laughs> it's hard to do commentary when the fight scenes are this intricate. You kind of get lost in it. Oh, now we got the... I think this one sticks in my brain the most. The sword fight that he has with Kate Blanchett.
Now she means business. Here we go. This was fun. Just fun. <laughs> and it's good storytelling to kind of show that the mom has been teaching him different skills. You know, as he was growing up, so it's not ridiculous to watch him fight. But clearly, he's not as good as she is. Ew. Another physical gag coming up. There we go. Yep, you gotta have some physical gags in there. <laughs> so as he's biting her off, he's gotta get hitting the balls a couple times. It's very disorienting, probably. So <laughs> in reality, he probably would have been killed because that's how distracting that would have been. But you know, I think it works because it's you know adventure. I think this whole sequence, though, especially with the. Uh, the vines is probably the most, the only ridiculous part of the movie for me. Like everything is, was fine, but the the vines feel a little much. And you'll you'll see what I'm talking about in a few seconds. And you got her judo moves. The chops. Judo chop. <laughs> and here we go. Like, whoever wrote this, this part, I think they kind of were out of sync a little bit. But maybe they were just trying to be cheeky and have, like, fun. I don't know. But I mean, just the visual of it just is a little much. Like, you Spider Man all of a sudden? Or Tarzan? This is always fun to watch, you know, like, 
racing on like the edge of a mountain. Good re-entrance. He brought the monkeys with him. And then, you know, it's all just small things of him kind of getting his dad's approval. You know, considering he just found out Indiana's his father, he is trying to, like, kind of show off a little bit. And then he's a little proud. Oh, and then we have the ants. That's great. This is all really great. There we go. Giant ant. It's pretty gross. And the goo. Ugh. It's disgusting. I mean, why not just get out of the car, though? Instead of trying to squash them all, you can't squash a bunch of ants. Especially ones that big, you know? Like, those are the type that could eat something human-sized in seconds. Which is crazy that there are ants like that in reality. That big. Oh, this poor guy. I mean, he's a bad guy, so you don't feel that bad for him. But, you know, it's a cool fight scene because of the danger of the ants coming. And he's got to get this guy defused before they get to him. And then you've got these crazy Russians shooting at them. Oh, this was a cool gag right here where the ants separate from the crystal skull because of the magnetism of it. Because, you know, certain animals are sensitive, or creatures are sensitive to the spectrum, magnetic spectrum and stuff. Sharks are very sensitive to magnets and stuff like that. Ooh, that's a very terrible way to die. They're probably getting in his ears and nibbling and stuff his nose but he probably died after like three or four seconds because the pain index on those things are probably pretty high oh that's cool the guy trying to keep his balance from falling in there gotta get him with the combos here we go. 
Oh, right by the ear. You really feel that. Those are really good CGI ants. Oh, I like this part. How she just has to get rid of some of those ants that crawl on her. And then, again, like I said earlier, you know, Indiana Jones gets put gets put into a lot of peril with his beatdowns. He usually is getting beat up most of the fight until he does something to cheat like this. Because <laughs> it's a fight for his life, so it's not a, supposed to be a fair fight. There we go. Get him with the combos. One more. Oh, that's not needed. And that's it for him. Right in the mouth. It's a good gag. You see how quickly they went into his mouth, though? But it would have made it better if his screams got gurgled, though, as they were going into his mouth. But I like how they're dragging his corpse into the thing. I mean, they're going to live off of him for, like, months. Probably. But it's, it depends on how big the colony is. If they can drag a body like that all together. Or to check the hat, though, just to make sure there are no ants in it. Yeah, I don't get the hate for them. This sequence, it's a, it's a cool sequence. Now the ant guts on the wheels. Pretty gross. <laughs> yeah, that might have been a little much. But hey, it worked. She got rid of a couple of enemies at the same time. And th that's drop number one. Two more to go. <laughs> that would be kind of fun, though. Hmm. 
<laughs> the rockiest drop of all. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah, I really think that's a cool prop. I would, like I said, I would buy, buy that if I could. Take a quick search on eBay. So if you were in denial that it was an alien movie, <laughs> I mean, this pretty much uh, kills that because it's official. That's pretty cool, though. Humanoid aliens. And then when you think about it, you know, Indiana Jones movies have always had their, their fair share of fantastical elements, you know, like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, when they open it up and there's like monsters and spirits and stuff.
It's pretty cool. I mean, we could ask questions about, like, how do they eat or go to the bathroom, but, you know, why? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, it, it doesn't make any sense. So you just kind of have to go with it. <laughs> Great shot. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. It's a really cool design. You know, I'm sure they studied a, a few ancient civilization designs to kind of make it 
grounded in reality. Impalement. Yeah, this is like every adventure game I played in the late 90s, early 2000s. That water's got to be super gross. Stagnant. It's like we got a traitor in our midst. That would be crazy. That'd be like the coolest find ever. And that's a good way to tie it back into Indiana Jones personally is that, you know, he respects the cultures of different civilizations and that he's found this civilization that was also uh, interested in archaeology is, you know, it's a good idea. And it's cool, you can kind of see like the galaxy in the center of the skull. I bet your hand probably tingles when you touch it. You get weird vibrations.
cool mechanism. You know, they like I said, they kept it 80s movie. This was cool, the like chamber, other aliens. It kind of feels spooky though. Like if you were in that room. whole time this guy's wanted his head back and then this is her dream fulfilled And then she gets rewarded for her belief, but just not in the way she wanted. Well, maybe in the way she wanted. It just was too much for her. And then everybody in the theater, when seeing this, was like, what's about to happen? You know? And then they start speaking through him in Peruvian. Or Mayan. <laughs> but how many of you guys would accept the gift if it said it wanted to give you a gift? I probably wouldn't ask for infinite knowledge or anything. I'd ask for like immortality or something. Something cool. Her downfall was that her head wasn't big enough to contain all that knowledge. That's why their heads are shaped that way.
And then everything starts to reveal itself. And you know, him being greedy, he's got to take some trinkets. Can't leave empty-handed. It's like uh, Benny on uh, The Mummy. And I like how they have still avoided saying alien. It just said interdimensional, you know, beings. Yeah, I wonder where they went, if they went, because they went into an interdimensional dimension, so maybe it's like a paradise or something, who knows. And then she's forcing them to tell her everything. Well. It for him, and here we go with her getting the knowledge of all those beings, and it looks great. She's she's like, yeah, it's great, but then I like the moment where it just looks horrifying, like she just has a realization that this is too much. And that's it for him. And then this was creepy how all the the aliens, you know, morph into each other to create one. And then he it's looking kind of mean. Like, I think the alien probably could see that she wasn't a good person. But that's just me. Reading into the scene. Considering that the skull only talked to certain people. Didn't talk to everybody. And this was a cool way to get out with the flood of water.
That's such a cool shot. Sex with the villagers there, though. Or maybe not. Maybe they got sucked into the other dimension and are living happy lives. It's crazy. Man, that would be terrifying. And then buried like they were never there. Space between spaces. That's just a trippy concept, right? And then I like after all this adventure, they're back together pretty much. I like how no one asked who Mutt's father was this whole time. <laughs> that poor man. Love is blind. It's a good line. How much of life is lost in human waiting?
<laughs> they could have did this like t- 20 years ago and been happy, but they just had to be hard-headed. And then this is, you know, the scene of passing the torch. You know, very, a very cheesy way. But, you know, a lot of people in the theater were like, don't put it on, you're not worthy yet. And, you know, the movie was one step ahead of us. He's like, nah, son. Maybe in, like, 2022. Because, you know, they're making another one, right? I don't know if Shy is going to come back, but if he does, it's the perfect opportunity for them to kind of pass the torch finally to him. If he wants it. But it's a great way to end the movie. Because it's like, you're not ready yet. And it's a great choice to leave the film running. You know, with him having the coat. And you know, maybe he... he, he the, I don't know if a sequel or a spinoff of Mutt. You know, The Adventures of Mutt Williams. I don't know if that works. If that has a ring to it. But we'll see how this next movie goes. I enjoyed uh, this movie. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, and uh, it holds up pretty well, I would say. You know, so uh, I hope you guys enjoyed this commentary track. Peace.